my lovely little smooth beans. Okay. I know the podcast is late. I know. Um, but yeah, today I have a special guest, my first special guest ever. And one that I've been trying to get on the show for weeks. The timing has just not worked out, but tonight the timing works out. So, uh, please, please, please stay tuned for that. Alright guys, so I know this podcast is a little bit late. Um, please excuse that. I was on vacation with my kids to the zoo. I know I shouldn't have gone out um, with the coronavirus scare, but me and my kids and my mom had planned this out for like a month. So, and we, we hit it just in perfect timing too because we went to the Fresno Chaffee Zoo and they literally announced on their page today, and we were there yesterday, that they are shutting it down. Um because the city of Fresno asked them to. Um, So yeah, that was pretty awesome. Three. All right, guys. So this is my special guest today is my best friend in the world, Sandra. Hey, what's up, everybody? What did you do this weekend, Sandra? Um, so pretty much what I've been doing so far this weekend is stay home and I think only once or twice in the last couple days I've hung out with Nick and that was about it. Well, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a good thing that you are staying home with the coronavirus going around. (laughs) Oh yeah. And there's like a whole mass hysteria of it and I'm not trying to be a part of that. I mean, I do have my own concerns on that regarding I think that, everyone, I try I think everyone like... kind of does. Right. And what makes me mad, though, is like, speaking of the coronavirus, people, okay, so some, some of you may have a similar opinion, some of you may not, which, fine. But I think overall, the whole toilet paper buying out is just completely like off the rails right now like seriously where oh, no. is toilet paper, toilet paper also baby wipes <laughs> oh yeah and diapers um i actually just had a friend from high school earlier today post on facebook her frustration on how she was trying to she was just trying to do normal shopping you know just like any other day and not just because of this whole thing going on, but she was trying to find diaper, diapers for her son. And she had to go to like three different stores and she could not find any. And she was super frustrated and fed up by that point. And then people were saying, go on Amazon or go to any other site where they sell that stuff. And she said, I checked everywhere and there was nothing. I, honestly, I kind of feel her because we need to get diapers within the next day or two. And I'm also slightly worried about that. I feel like, you know what sucks though? What I don't understand is why is everyone so worried about our ass when the coronavirus attacks your lungs? Shouldn't you be worried about what's coming out of your face and not comes out of your butthole? Just saying. Right? Isn't it more like a respiratory illness or something to that effect? It's it's a pneumonia-like illness is what I've heard. Something like that. Yeah. That's the whole, the whole okay. The whole staying home thing, I totally agree with. It would help stop the spread of it. But there's always going to be that one asshole who, even though they're sick, they're going to go out. They don't give a shit about anyone else. So, like, if you're that asshole, please, oh. please, just get a, get the fuck away from me. Like, go away. Yeah. 
or better yet, try not to go out. And if you have to go out, like cover your cough or your sneeze or whatever, even though sneezing, I heard, is not a part of it, but still. I mean, this is... And what also... I'm sorry. And what also makes me mad in regards to sanitizing yourself, um, what I really, what really also angers me is that people hoard hand sanitizers as well. And Dude, I don't know I if you, I think I'm pretty sure you're aware that. of this. But no, I, I am. Oh my God, no. So if you guys, go ahead. And then they, and then they turn around and they sell them for profit as much as like 20 bucks or more, which really pisses me that's, off. That's what I was, oh my God. Okay, so. There's, I was reading an article about that. I couldn't understand the article. I didn't read the whole thing, but apparently there's a guy. Some he's like back east. I think New York. It said it was in. Um, he literally or Tennessee, somewhere like that. New York, Tennessee, somewhere back there. He literally drove around to all these teeny little hole in the wall dollar stores in these little tiny towns where there's there's still people there. I live in a little tiny town. We're out here. We live here, okay. And he bought everything of hand sanitizer he could find. And now he's recording it all in a storage unit because they have like outlawed selling it for hella high prices. And not only that is nobody will buy it from him, which good on people not buying it from him. You know, you should support the local, the little tiny dollar stores that he's buying them from are probably family owned and run and you should support them first of all. And secondly, right. like if you have that much hand sanitizer, why do you want to sell it? If you know this is going around, shouldn't you just be giving that shit away to help people? Right, and actually there were a couple of posts I also saw on Facebook um, circulating earlier that there was one where, I I don't know if, I don't want to say if it was a real picture or not, but I'm going to assume it's real, but I guess there were, I I don't know if it was a father and a son, but there was like two people that were, that there was like a caption thing that said something like, you know, that these people are not selling them at all, that they're, that they're giving them away to like the elderly especially because you know the elderly and small children are more susceptible to catching this virus that versus other groups of people or um oh and also those that have lower immune systems also are more susceptible as well but anyway um that i guess apparently they're letting them have the you know get first dibs and they limit them one or something like that so yeah also this is the thing too um my mom is a nurse and this is just another thing on hand sanitation it's like completely unrelated with like giving it away if you go to a doctor's office like don't freaking steal their crap like just ask them i'm sure they'll give you some because my mom said they had to start um carrying little things of hand sanitizer in their pockets because they were no longer allowed to keep it on their desks or in their exam rooms because people were stealing it like patients were coming in and stealing. That's kind of messed up. That people would go very low to do that kind of thing. And like, well, okay, they get samples of all that kind of stuff, including hand sanitizer. And I mean, not not toilet paper, obviously, but they get samples of baby wipes. They get samples of diapers. They get samples of different medicines and hand sanitizer and stuff. If you need stuff like that, just ask them. I'm sure they will give you some. Like, you don't have to steal it from them. <laughs> I mean, it won't be like a huge thing of it, but like, it's better than nothing. Right. 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 Exactly.
Speaking of which, okay, I was telling them on the podcast about our trip to and you, Sandra is, oh yeah, it, it gets glitchy. Sandra's the one who actually told me we hit um, going to the zoo at just perfect timing because we were there yesterday, and today Sandra is the one that told me she saw on Fresno Zoo's Facebook that they're shutting it down. Oh yeah, yeah, that's insane. I literally, I think it's, so, I literally, t- uh, I think it's so like it's good that all the stuff is being shut down. But, like, it also sucks because look at all these people who now, I mean, obviously not the zookeepers because they still have to come in and take care of the animals and all that. But, like, there's so many, like, bands and, like, um, comedians and, like, other jobs like that that are being, they're, they're all setting up for tours and other things like that. Think of how many workers that that those tours need. You need the sound guys. You need the, like, the the technicians, all that stuff. You need the lighting guys, all, all the tour managers. the roadies everything not just the entertainer but think of how many of these are being canceled and postponed and how many people are out of jobs because of all this shit plus all the schools shutting down all those people too and the kids aren't learning shit because the schools are shut down like this sucks so please like i said before if you are that one asshole who even though you're sick you're gonna go out just fucking don't like just fucking don't like please don't you want this to go like we all got to stop touching our faces. Like I know that that's actually a lot harder to do than you think it is because um, it's like human nature to like touch your face. And on average, you will touch your face 23 times a day. And me just talking about touching your face makes you probably want to touch your face, but try to not touch your face. Try to wash your hands. This is the thing is don't use hand sanitizer. Try to wash your hands, like actually wash it as often as you can. And like, try to like use Lysol and wipe and sanitize like the surfaces around you as much as you can because it's spread through like breathing and person-to-person contact try not to touch other people or have contact with people like i know that sucks but like do what you can i mean i know i'm not this is flu like chances are if you do get it most likely, especially if you're in America, because we do have really good medical technology and we do have really good doctors and stuff here. I mean, we do have some some that aren't so good, but most of the time they're more often than not good people who will do what they can to save you. You're most likely not going to fucking die from it, okay? But the only way we can keep it from spreading to people who probably will die from it is to, to take preventative measures, essentially. Exactly. So... Yeah, and then I read I read like a few articles also that they recommend that you stay at least six feet away in terms of the social distancing part. Yeah, because um, I know this is gonna be like all sciency and weird, and I'm not very sciency, but I'm gonna try to explain it. Your breath or the moisture from your breath can travel like at at most thirteen feet, sometimes even more. So at least that. You know, because that's a, a lot of times is how it spreads is through the moisture in your breathing. So if you sneeze or cough and you don't cover your sneeze or your cough, that's going into other people's eyes, noses, mouths, everything when they breathe or when they just walk through an area where you just snot, coughed or sneezed or snotted, whatever, you know? Right. Anyways. 
I feel like I'm getting really, I feel like I'm getting really worked up over this for something I'm not supposed to be that upset about or that I wasn't that upset about. That's how my mom was yesterday and the day before. I think it was more worse on her. Yeah, well, but she also yesterday. works for like the school district, doesn't she? Yeah, and actually as far as as far as school closures, um a lot of schools around the area have been closing. Um, oh, speaking of which, so, so I have a best friend that, I have a best friend that works in Manteca. He, he works in that, in Manteca school district, which is, Manteca is like about 20, 30 minutes away from Modesto, where I currently live. And, um, and he got an email yesterday, I think it was yesterday that, that his school district, well, he's now on spring break, but after this coming week, after his whole spring break's done, apparently they're going to be shut down for another two weeks. So basically he's going to have three they weeks just, off yeah. instead of they one. They just did that to our schools up here too. Um, basically in my county, and my sister works for, she doesn't live in our county, but she works for our county. And she just went to a meeting and she basically said, um, there's a major casino up here and they're thinking of shutting that down because it's a big tourist draw and people come from all over to go there. So they're thinking of either shutting it down or limiting the amount of people that can come there. And they've also proposed since no one in our County has it proposing on a, a, like a travel ban kind of in a sense that if you don't live here, like don't come here, they're going to try to stop people from coming here. A lot of our tour, cause it's a touristy area where I live. I live near Yosemite. Um, all the tourist areas they're just shutting everything down we have a lot of events we have a lot of concert venues we have a lot of other cool little like shops and other stuff that draw tourists every year especially like spring and summertime because like towards spring break and everything the kids start going on into the year field trips and all that stuff so they're they're stopping all of that Well, this virus is really doing a lot and more damage. Than and the only think. reason they're doing that is because in a couple towns over from us, but a different county, there have been two confirmed cases of coronavirus. And that's, it's not even an hour away from me. So basically they're saying, if you don't live in our county, don't come here. And if you do come here, I don't know. But they're trying to keep people from coming here that don't live here. Which, yeah, in which that sucks for me because I won't be able to get to yeah, see like, then if that happens. Which, well, yeah, which, that's true. you know, I come down there quite often, so it's not going to be a huge deal. Very true. But man, I can't, I can't, I kind of at first was like making fun of this, like hella making fun of it, like, you know. I'm having swine flu flash flashbacks. Like literally 10 years ago when swine flu was going around, what happened and they were saying that people were hella dying from it and shit like that. But like, I kind of feel like now I shouldn't have said that because I feel like swine flu is not this bad. Like H1N1, I don't think was this bad. I really don't. Yeah, this is something so totally serious or from what it looks like. And then I also made a joke of like, oh yeah, all these people are dying or all these people are going out and hoarding toilet paper and shit like that. Just wait a couple weeks when all the sheep-minded people like lock themselves in their houses, they'll eventually run out of food and starve to death. And then a couple good good throws with a with a brick, you'll be able to 
just take the toilet paper. You don't even have to buy it. I shouldn't have made a joke either because now people are starting to run out of food and stores are starting to run out of food. So like, yeah, or they're limiting the amount of food they'll sell to people because of panic buying. Right. Such a weird, such a weird time. So I feel like now we should get on just, we're just going to sit here and get more and more worked up. So do you have any interesting stories you want to tell? Hmm, interesting stories. Let's see if there's an interesting story that I haven't told you yet. It'd be good. Mm. Although I have heard a lot of your stories, so I don't know. Yeah, you've heard good handful but i'm trying to think if there's any that i missed out on that i could tell you we've by the way guys, we've known each other um, for the greater part of this decade or like the last decade so <laughs> so pretty much yeah you know it's gonna be six years since oh, we've known each other april april don't remember which date. I probably have it in a journal somewhere where I wrote about you. Oh, that's what we should do. We should give them a more in-detailed version of how we became friends. And like you can hear your perspective. Hey, there we go. Okay, I kind of already told this story a little bit, but um, I'll let you start. Okay. So, so in case everybody's wondering how we met, um, so there well, let me let me go from the very the beginning so they can see where the connection lies in this. Um, anyway, so when I first so in 2011 I had graduated high school, and that fall of that same year I started going to college, at, you know, in my hometown, and so I I signed up for a couple of classes because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do at that time, and I joined. I joined choir and I did choir that semester and then like three other academic semesters after that. And the second thing was after the fourth semester of me being there, I couldn't do choir no more because that college puts a limit on like how many, you know, how many times you can take a certain elective. And, um, but anyway, so the first semester I was there, I was in choir and the way, and it's just so funny the way how, people and places and things fall into your life okay you you know things use fake names for these people because i did last time just in case um we don't have to use the same fake names we can use different ones just fake names okay go ahead okay so so inquire um the was i want to say it was like the third or fourth week um i ended up my choir instructor ended up placing me next to this one chick and her name was jessica so Jessica and I, um, we started like ha- making small talk and I didn't think really anything of it at first. Cause I thought, uh, oh, you know, she's just going to be one of those, another, those typical, oh, hi and bye type it, of people. Wasn't really going to make a quote unquote lifelong kind friendship of ex- with her. Like those high school friendships, like they're people you see every day in class and you talk to them when you're at school, but when you go home at the end of the day, you don't text them, you don't call them. And then after graduation, it's like not a thing anymore because you don't ever see them or think about them 
pretty much yeah and 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 I thought maybe after the semester ends I'm never going to see her again you know she's going to go off to her own through down her own path in life and as I will do in mine and that type of deal so or so I thought that that was the outcome but then I guess one day she surprisingly asked me to if I wanted to hang out with her and I reluctantly said yeah why not and I thought cool you know she you know invited me to hang out with her and her group of friends. Keyword there being reluctantly. Mm -hmm. So I so I went and joined her anyway and I thought cool you know I'm gonna get to see you know meet new faces see new faces meet new people get to know people that type of college experience should partly be about I mean obviously it should be about your schoolwork and graduating and all that but you know when you're in college it's the kind of thing you should do right and Right. In college, not not only, like you said, focus on your academics, but you should also, you know, go and mingle, mingle about and hang out with people and get to know people. And you'd be amazed at like how many, how many friendships you could actually end up with. Anyway, so Jessica, um, what happened to, she happened to invite me to hang out with her friends so I did, and they always usually hung out on campus, and they would always hang out in, like, a certain spot as some, uh, and I mean, in high school, I should say that people did have, like, the spot to hang out at, and no matter what part of campus, but there was always that one particular spot, but in college, it it kind of is like that, but at the same time, you kind of, like, want to get, like, a different feel of, like, okay, why don't we go hang out at this spot instead, and just kind of see you know, look at your own school from a different perspective, or not perspective, but from a different angle or whatever. So, but this group specifically, they would, for the most part, stick to one spot, which I didn't, again, I didn't mind. So, so Jessica and I had, we had hung out, and then we, ba- and, you know, so from there, we basically blossomed into being good friends, and then eventually she earned the status of being a best friend in my book. So she was, and okay, so now this is where things get a little interesting. So Jessica had this boyfriend and he was like, oh, he was like shy and didn't really talk to me much. I mean, um, his name, well, I'm going to call him Edward. So Edward basically was, he was like more shy and kind of a little, a little reserved in that sense. Um, but he, I mean, when she introduced him to me, he did say hi and stuff, but he really wouldn't like talk to me because, and, and I didn't really want to press any, I didn't want to press it to where, where he would have to be forced to talk to me. I just kind of let things, I, I, and that's another thing about me. Like, I won't force you to talk to me. I mean, if you want to talk to me, you talk to me, but if you, if it's going to take you time, then so be it. Cause I'm kind of the same way, like around large crowds of people, I do tend to feel very insecure not for like bad reasons but you know I just kind of just sit in the corner and just kind of wait for everything to take its course to the point I'm also the same way and the day we first met we started talking instantly and connected to each other like instantly even though we were in a large group no one like us right um yeah so 
so that that happened so he he just like I said he was kind of reserved and shy and whatnot well then a few years pass and now it's and now it's 2014 spring of 2014 and on and off I had talked to Jessica because she had her own stuff going on and I had mine going on so we kind of lost contact in that sense and then one day I was on my way to I forgot what class it was I even forgot what semester it was but she and I eventually started um she and I started reconnecting and kind of caught up on you know we kind of made up for the lost times you know for the times that we lost on lost out on hanging out with each other so by that point she and Edward were no longer together and and so she said that they eventually agreed to just be friends and which okay you know things like that happen where you might fall for your best friend and then things don't work out and you decide you know what it's better we stay as friends which hey sometimes that's what it's meant to be so in the spring of 2014 me and her had been hanging out and we were we had been talking and and she so she had one day one day I guess Edward and and it's another and this is another funny thing he would hang out there at at the community college a lot literally he was hanging out there just to hang out because he thought the people that went to school there that knew him in high school like I did wanted him to come there and hang out with him None of them did. Literally none of them did. Of- if he walked up to their roof and started talking to them, they would all kind of like ignore him or like you could tell a lot of them were just like saying things back to be nice, but they were like a lot of the looks on their faces were like, dude, what the fuck? Like you would think, <laughs> think someone would notice that. But I guess I guess he didn't understand like social cues or like social awkwardness. He was too oblivious. Let's put it in those terms. <laughs> that's so random. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, sorry, that's kind of an inside joke. It's something he always used to do, so now we do that to each other. Yeah, we do it for the fun anyway. of it. <laughs> anyway, so... Anyway, so he... Yeah, so he would... So he would go and hang out with those people that as Shelby mentioned right now and the funny thing is Shelby knows Edward they went to high All school right, together that's where I'm gonna in, in case you start know. my backstory because my backstory of how I met Edward is actually very similar so in high school I was not in marching band but I had a lot a lot of very good friends who were in marching band so at lunchtime I would take double lunch and go hang out in the band room with my friends who were in marching band or some of them. And that's where I ended up meeting this girl who at the time was a junior and her name was, I'll say her name was Celia. So Celia had this boyfriend. Can you guess, can you guess who it is? If you guessed Edward, you are correct. So that's kind of how I met him. And Celia and I, I wouldn't say we were like super close or like best friends. She was just kind of like, we hung out and we would talk and stuff, but she was more friends with my friends and that's how I knew her. But for some reason, Edward every day, like if I wasn't in the band room, would come and like seek me out and talk to me. And a lot of people said it was because he liked me, even though they dated all the rest of her junior year and most of her senior year and then broke up at the end of her senior year. And then when I was a sophomore, he was a junior. So when I went back, um, he was just because we both went to school there. He was just always around in it. 
we were we just continued to be friends and then he would like um walk home with me a lot of times or like walk home with the group of friends that I walked home with because that's just I don't know it's just I don't know what happened oh excuse me I burped sorry guys um but anyway <laughs> anyway um yeah, so he and I continued to be friends. And then once he kind of graduated, he, um, I was a grade behind him. So I was still a senior. And I did see him briefly. Occasionally, he would come to the high school because he wound up dating another one of my friends who I will say her name was Jennifer. That wasn't really her name, but I'll say that. Um, so he would occasionally come by after school, after school to see Jennifer and after a couple months, they broke up, so I didn't see him again anymore. A couple years pass. It is now 2014, um, and him and I um, somehow catch up on Facebook, and at this t- by this time, he is now asked out Sandra, and they are dating, and he has told me about her, and he has set up a day for me and him to hang out, and then on our day that me and him are hanging out, he sets up a day since I was dating Aaron still at the time and we're still together to this day, actually, um, for us, like as a couple's hangout to meet up at MJC, um, with all the rest of his friends, but also with his girlfriend and my boyfriend and all meet up together to hang out. Okay. So that will bring us to, to this. Now you're, you go on to the day you met me, your turn. So to pick up from where Shelby just left off, so so he asked. I think I was in, I think I was in class when he texted me. I believe yeah. I think I had met up with him after class because I had texted him. Well, I'll be getting out of class in a few minutes. Um, I'll head over there to the student lounge after after I'm done with class. And he just said, "Okay, I'll be waiting for you." So I get to the student lounge. And he's there with the usual group. And I don't think, I don't think Jessica was there at that time. No, she, I don't know. Because I, don't he kept telling me that he wanted me to meet her, but then said that she was busy that day, even though he had, he's like, I want you to meet her, but you'll meet her another day. So she wasn't there. Me and him literally spent the whole day hanging out alone, waiting for you to get out of class and waiting for Aaron to make his way to the school even though like I got on the bus at seven o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning to get to the school to meet up with him, which we actually wound up riding the same bus to the school, which was super funny. So we'd been hanging out since 7 a.m. that morning. So literally all day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so I walk in and Shelby's there. And so Edward then turns and says, I want you to meet my best friend, Shelby from high school. And that's how we met. Which is weird because me and him, like like I said, we had the same group of friends. And I guess he was kind of my friend because he would hang out with me a lot. And we would hang out. Like, we didn't do a lot of one-on-one hangouts alone. But we hung out enough to say, for me to say, we were, you know, good friends. We weren't, like, super close or anything. I wouldn't have considered him my best friend. So I think it's just super funny that he went around telling people, this is my best friend from high school. When... And that's how he introduced, that's how he introduced you to me. He introduced you as his best friend. 
in which I actually thought that you guys were best friends until you told me how weird and awkward and creepy he Yeah, be. which I'll explain in a second. Go ahead. Then, in which that indicated to me that by that point that you really didn't care for her. You didn't really care for him to as a best friend. <laughs> I mean, I don't know in what other terms I can describe it as. Other than that it was awkward and weird. For okay, so now my turn. He literally, we're all sitting there with our the big group of people. He mo- pulls me and her to the side and is like, this is my best friend from high school, Shelby, and introduces me to her. Now, he introduces uh, me to her, her to me as this is my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And then he makes this big spiel about how he's in love with her. Mind you, mind you, they'd only been dating for about three weeks at this point. Three weeks, guys. He's in love with her and all the stuff about how great she is. And I'm like, cool, bro. Like, she's standing right here. I can talk to her and figure out how great she is for myself. Like, chill. <laughs> but anyways, we literally like we started talking and we figured out there was guys in our past who we quote unquote dated or they thought they were he thought he was dating us of course i'm talking about quote-unquote george that's not actually his name but that's what we'll call him um yeah he thought that i was his girlfriend he never asked by the way which i've told the story um before i think um he never asked he just kind of we met up once assumed i was his girlfriend and then for like a week i kept hanging out with him because he kept buying me free food and taking me places which i should not have done that's bad do not use people like that it is not okay um but yeah and then he also was going after her trying to I guess trick her into being his girlfriend but he was going after her and trying to trick her into being his girlfriend the same time I was his quote-unquote girlfriend and we realized he did that to us like three years before so we we had been connected before we just hadn't met before it was an indirect connection in that six degrees of separation like I feel like because of that we were bound to meet at some point because there's even a couple of other people too that we both wound up knowing and knowing at the same time and just never met but we'll we'll progress with the story here so Aaron shows up and literally Aaron takes off and goes and does his own thing Evan takes off and goes and does his own thing and then me and her literally just walked around talking for like hours like I think a good three or four hours until Aaron was like, Hey, we have to go because I have to get back home and you have to get back home. And at the time I did not live in the same city as her. I I didn't live in the city either. I lived in a place called Escalon. And so um, I had to catch multiple buses to get to my mom's job to go home. So, but I think we literally kept texting each other. Like after I left too, me and her anyways, which will lead us on to the point where we almost, friend because of anything each other did but i'll let you tell this since it happened to you okay say that problem more time oh i said um you're gonna go ahead and tell the part about how a week later even though he made this big spiel about how he loved you and how amazing you were a week later we almost weren't friends because he broke up with you okay continue oh boy that's yeah, that's a very that's weird. A very, um, that's Cringy. kind of one of the credi- one of the most critical parts yeah. of this story. 
So, so the day he breaks up with me, so we broke up and he, well, actually he's the one that broke up with me. And, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't think this was going to happen or at least not at that point, point in time. And he told me that it just, I don't even remember what the reason was, but he said something to the degree of that he wasn't ready for a girlfriend or something like that. And I was really confused, like, well, and in my mind, I was thinking a million things and had a million questions in my mind. And one of them that was swirling about in my mind was, well, you know, if you weren't ready for a girlfriend, then why did you ask me to be a girlfriend? Or was were you just be wanting to, just to be show yeah. off that you had a girlfriend? I hate I hate when people something do, like that. They and, go into a relationship knowing they're not ready to be in a relationship, knowing they don't want a relationship. They just go into it just to not be alone. Like that's so stupid. Like there's so many people out there that you could be friends with, or so many dogs out there that you could go meet and pet and have fun with. Yet you're going into it knowing you don't want to be with this person. You're just there, just to have these, like wasting right. your time. It, people end up getting hurt. Like it's not fair. So that's pretty much what yeah. happened in my case. Um, don't you know that I ended up getting hurt? And I mean, yes, it did hurt me that he would break but up with see, me we like were, that. We were but also very young I, too. So I think because you were so young and you, like you said, he, you hadn't had a serious boyfriend to that point. So to you, like that was it, especially since he was telling you all these things like, oh, I love you and you're so amazing and great and blah, blah, blah. Like to, to a 19 or 20 year old girl who's never had a serious boyfriend, that's pretty serious. Like, you know? Yeah. Right. And actually, I was well, 21 still, at the time when someone that young, and you know, you've I, never had someone, but super yeah, either serious. Way, like you, 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 like, especially when the person within three weeks is telling you that they love you and that you, I mean, it's super fast, but when you're young, t- things tend to go that way. But it also is super, like, when you throw the L word around like that, like, the phrase I love you is so overused and so thrown around, like, it's just so insane to me, but like, <sighs> When someone is telling you that, like, it seems pretty serious, you know? Pretty much, yeah. And if he he pretty much would do that BS, pull that BS, and then and then three weeks later to do that crap to me and be like, oh, I'm not ready for a girlfriend. Like, dude, we hadn't even been together for a month. And already it's like you're... It's like you're Especially so quick when to you jump ship. Quote, loved one. me so much but, and I was so amazing. Like, what happened? Right. And and I'll be honest, like I did have a lower self-esteem at that point. And a million and, and again, another, you know, a whole nother set of million questions ran through my head, such as, was it me? Was it him? Was it something I did? Was it something I said? Did was I did Jessica? I him? Did I offend somebody he knows? Which, to this day, um, my theory is it was yeah, Jessica, like, which we'll get it. into after this. So I'll go ahead and tell my next part. This is how we almost weren't friends. And I, looking back on it, I feel like um, a lot of this is because I was his friend. You were super hesitant to, like, 
talk back to me because I literally, okay, so I'll start from the beginning. He literally, right after he broke up with you on a conference call with Jessica, called me to tell me he broke up with you and he was like laughing and making fun of it and stuff. And I'm like, bro, like, that's not cool. Like, that's not nice. Like, I just told him like what happened. He basically told me that, you know, I just feel like I'm not ready for a relationship and I don't want a relationship and blah, 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 blah. And I just told him, okay, well, whatever. And he's like, I just feel like I just don't love her anymore and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, why are you telling me? Like, I don't need to know all your bullshit. Like, I don't care, dude. Like, if you didn't want to be with her, that's good that you broke up with her. But like, why? And then the whole time, Jessica, she never said one word to me on the conference call. She's just sitting in the background laughing. And I'm like, I don't even know if it was a conference call, actually, now that I think about it. She may have just been there with him and I could hear her in the background, but... I don't know. It was insane. But for days, I, cause she kept, every time I would text her, she would tell me about how she was sad and she was heartbroken and blah, blah. And I kept texting her to make sure she was like, okay, because I'm like, girl, like, I know this shit is hard. I'd been through it in high school. And I was just like, girl, what the fuck? Like, I'm trying to be your friend. Just let me be your friend. Be my friend, please. I'm desperate to your friends. But yeah. Um, and then finally, I kind of, I will admit, after a couple days, I did kind of, like, give up on you because I kept asking, like, for you to hang out, come over, all this stuff, and you always kept saying no. And, like, I look back on it now, and I'm like, that must have been so weird for you, especially since he introduced me to you as his best friend. That must have been so weird for you, like, on your side of things. Um, but, yeah. Right. Anyways, um but like I said, like I she said earlier, I finally later on down the line in our friendship explained how he Evan's like this type of guy that like he does not understand. You can tell him things a million times. He's one of those guys that's really touchy feely. He will constantly be touching you or like trying to hug you, even when you tell him like, "Bro, I I'm not touchy feely. I'm not comfortable with being touched. Like I don't want you to hug me. Please just leave me alone. Please don't keep bringing up personal shit that." It, it has nothing to do with you like please just stop he doesn't understand and he'll keep doing it or he, either he doesn't understand like he legit doesn't understand or he does understand he just doesn't care and just keeps doing it like you know so that's why I kind of feel like what the hell happened like I was just trying to be your friend I'm not that close to him I just reconnected with him like a couple weeks ago like please be my friend but then came the day that I finally met Jessica okay so I kind of told this story too basically he called me and he was like hey let's go to the park and hang out which is usually what we did when we met up because at the time I was either 21 or 22 or 23 somewhere in that age range and I was just like all right fine like I didn't really want to hang out with him and my grandma I had been at her house and basically said like when you want me to come get you just text me and I'll show up um and I was just like okay so I think I hung out for about an she dropped me off at his house. We hung out in the front yard for a minute. And then he was like, let's go to the park, which is what we always did. So we went to the park and he said, oh, my friend Jessica lives like around the corner from here. She's coming with her boyfriend, husband, fiance. We don't know which, I don't know which he was because she called him all three things. So I really don't fucking know. And her two kids, like they're coming over here to meet you. And I was just like, oh shit. Like, and it wasn't like a, oh, hey, like, let's go meet my friend. It was like, oh, by the way, like, they're on their way right now. No warning, no nothing. And then literally the entire time, 
all they did was sit and talk shit about her. And like I said, at this point, I'd kind of given up and I kind of stopped texting her for a while. But when I got home, I still had her phone number, or at least I thought I did. I thought I had deleted it for a minute. And then I was just like, well, let me just look because she, like the kind of stuff they were saying is like, they were saying that she was controlling, that she was jealous, that she was trying to ruin his friendships with all other chicks that he had, that she was jealous of me, that she was jealous of Jessica, um, that she was jealous of his female cousins, that she like um, told him he wasn't allowed to go out places, that he wasn't allowed to hang out with people. He wasn't allowed to be NGC without her. Uh, <laughs> that he wasn't allowed to catch people when he was with her. And I'm like, isn't it common sense though? Like when you're hanging out with someone, even if it's, especially on a date, I feel like it's super rude to constantly be on your phone. And that's another thing he would do is like, we would be hanging out and I would be like talking to him or saying something to him. And I'd look over because he wouldn't answer me. And it'd be because he was on his fucking phone. And I'm like, dude, that's super fucking rude. Like, I, I get it, like, now in the age of the smartphone, like, everybody's on their phone, like, a lot, it seems like, but, like, when you're hanging out with someone in person, like, I understand, like, oh, let's take a picture for Instagram or Snapchat, whatever, but, like, to constantly be texting or, like, on Facebook, on your phone, to talk to other people besides the person you're hanging out with is fucking rude. It's fucking rude. Don't do it. Like, what's exactly. the point of well, I can just go home and talk to you on, on the phone, on Facebook, or text you. I don't need to be here. But yeah, so I got home, I found her phone number and I kind of debated on like, should I say something? Should I not? So I went to my mom and I told my mom and I said, she's really hesitant to be my friend. She acts like she really doesn't want to talk to me. And I explained the whole situation. And my mom was like, well, if you feel that this is not right and that this is something that she needs to know, then you need to fucking tell her, just like call her and tell her, even if she's not friends with you, even if she doesn't believe you, if you feel in your heart that it would be the right thing to do to tell her then you need to do it so I called her told her everything and then from there uh I'll let you take it away because that's kind of where you come back in yeah so I had got the phone call from, I had I had a like a I had her I actually surprisingly still had your number at that point and I hadn't, and like, like you said, I, ha- and I hadn't heard from you in like forever, forever, or what seemed like forever, but, um, and even though it was just like a short amount of time in between. Probably, you guys, like a, yeah, the amount of time I gave up on her was probably this. only about two weeks or so, or three weeks that I hadn't spoken to her, so. Something like that, yeah, and, and actually to back it up a little bit. Um, so in June of that year, I had went to, I had went to visit her, went to visit Jessica in the hospital because she and I were still kind of friends at that point. Well, I shouldn't say kind of, I mean, we were friends at that point, but we weren't really like hanging out or talking on the phone or texting as much as we used to. Um, so one day I had went to the hospital and, and I remember and I remember clear as day, the day of the week it was, it was actually on a Wednesday. I had went to visit her on a Wednesday because she had, she had a, a lot of underlying medical issues and she had to have surgery. It was, there were, she had one condition that was getting so bad for, and it was to the point where she would have to require surgery. So I thought, you know, I'll be a good friend, go support her. And, you know, I had known her, I had known her, even though I had only known her for about 
two, no, about two and a half, three years by that point, I thought I would go and support her just like I would do with any of my best friends. Like if you were in the hospital or if Nick was in the hospital or anybody in my family was in the hospital, like I'll be there by your side no matter what. Um, so, um, so I, I went and did as a, as a good friend would do. And one of the nurses had told me that she was in recovery and that most likely um, she wouldn't be able to have any visitors until the following day. So then, in, in other words, the nurse basically recommended that I go home and come back the next day. And I said, okay, I'll be back tomorrow. So I left. And so, so then the next day was third on a Thursday, obviously, I went back to the hospital and I went in and I, they were able to locate her and they directed me to the room she was in. So I went there and I went in, I stayed with her for a little bit. I talked with her and she seemed in okay spirits, you know, to talk and stuff. And, um, and even before I went in, I, I stood in the doorway and, and she had seen me and, and she had said, oh, you know, you can come in kind of thing. So I went in, I went and sat with her for about, I would say probably about half hour ish, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe. And, and in the room, it was just her, well, she would refer to him as like her boyfriend or her fiance or her husband. I mean, she would refer to him on different occasions as all Yeah as one of the three but I at but at that point I'm going to refer to him as her boyfriend because she never had mentioned anything about them being engaged because I knew they weren't married at that point so I'm going to say he was her boyfriend at that time um her boyfriend John um her boyfriend John was was there and um he and I didn't really like talk directly to each other I mean maybe a few words, but it wasn't like anything bad or any, anything like that. But, um, but, and then at one point she had this episode where she was in a ton of pain and she really needed a nurse at that point. So as I was going to get up to go get a nurse for her, the nurse wanted somebody had happened to come in and they asked her, you know, is she okay? You know, she had a lot of pain again, and she answered yes. And so then, so then the nurse, then the nurse had had politely asked me if I could step out for a few minutes. So I did. I stepped out and I waited right outside the room. And then finally, after the, all that was over, then the nurse told me I can go back in. So I went back in, and. <clears throat> I went back in and then that was when I guess they had given her some medicine, you know, to help ease the pain some. And she looked like she was on the verge of falling asleep. So that I took that as a cue to, okay, you know, I'm going to go ahead and leave now. So I told her, you know, my last words to her were, you know, I'll see I you later. You I think that's what you told you me. Know, and, and I'll see you later. Something like that. Yeah. And I told her something like, I'll see you later. And she just said, okay. And that was it. And this, and I, and I left. Okay, I'll start again. This is literally happened. Just... Hey, so there might be a little bit of a time limit on this um, because it cut off in the middle of my recording. But what was the last thing you heard?
Oh yeah, there's fourth of Ju- on fourth of July. She had wanted me to um, after she got out of the hospital. She was mad because I never visited her while she was in the hospital. Personally, I didn't really know her, so I didn't feel comfortable going to the hospital to visit her. And secondly, um, once she got out, I didn't come visit her, which she was mad about because I still hung out with Evan. And he was supposed to come visit her. And supposedly, even though he did, she didn't want him to. She wanted me to come. And I was just like, again, I don't fucking know you. And then 4th of July happened, which she again started drama with me wanted to fight me and all this other stuff because I wouldn't come sit in her house with her. I just went and hung out with Evan, even though she was quote unquote mad at him, even though I told Evan, we should at least go by and say hi to her because his house was not far from her house. And um, then a whole bunch of other drama with Evan happened, which had nothing to do with Jessica. But long story short, I wound up not being friends with them over all this drama, but the hospital thing led to them trying to start drama, more drama between me and Sandra. Basically, from what Evan told me, he claimed that, um, because I told him that you had went to the hospital, because we were talking about it, because I told him I still talked to you, and he would constantly ask questions about you, even though he broke up with you. Which I think is really stupid. Especially since he's the one who broke up if he didn't love you, and you were controlling and annoying and jealous and all this stuff. So, like, clearly you broke up with her because you didn't like her anymore. If that's true, why do you care so much about stuff? Because you think I'm going to know the truth, obviously. He told me that he had went to the hospital and that you were there and that you were leaving when he was going to go up and that you told him they're going up because you had just went up there and they told you family only was allowed. <laughs> and I was, I didn't even see him at all at either day and then, that I had went to that and hospital. And then he later, listen, listen, listen. And then he later claimed that that was not the truth, that he had been texting you or trying to text you and you'd only responded that you would have went to see Jenna and uh, Jessica. Oops. Oh, well. Oh, well, I'm not going to edit that out. I don't care. You would went to see her in the hospital and um, he asked how she was. You told him she was doing okay. And then that was that. And then he admitted that he didn't go see her in the hospital because um he only said that because he didn't want her to think that she, he didn't go to the hospital to see her. But he said that you didn't go to the hospital either because she told him that no, that nobody came to visit her, which I can confirm because she would post on Facebook constantly about how nobody came to see her in the hospital, not one single person. When in fact, I know that you and our friend Tyrone and a couple of other people had posted on Facebook about going to see her on her Facebook. And then how she, she would also constantly post about how when she was on bed rest at home that nobody was coming to see her. Oh yeah, this is a thing too. She was supposed to be on bed rest at home, but somehow on Facebook, she wound up taking all these like half naked pictures of herself in all these weird poses that when you're on bed rest for the type of surgery she had, you should not be doing and you should you know, you probably shouldn't post half naked photos of yourself anyways, but she was just like, yeah, I'm in lingerie and doing all these weird poses. Look at me. Even though your kids are probably like 10 feet away from you in the other room, like girl, get your shit together. But anyways, um, but yeah, so of course, as soon as they told me this, I went to Sandra and started laughing because I knew she had went up there because she had texted me and told me about going up there and we had talked about it on the phone that she had went up there. 
And she told me I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then they tried to, and then finally, after a couple months, Evan came to me, even though I had all the drama on for the stop talking to him. He came, he sent me, I think I told you about this, the long ass Facebook message about you talking shit to, to him about me. And I'm like, I know that's not true because she doesn't even fucking talk to you ever. Like, what the fuck? So I think what happened is I think <laughs> he just didn't want us to be friends. Oh, yeah, I'm calling him Evan, not Edward. Oh, well, anymore. But yeah. Oh well. But yeah, like I said, I think he just wanted to destroy our friendship because you and I were both finally happy and it didn't involve him and he didn't have like his nasty grips on our in our life anywhere and he couldn't stand that no one else was as miserable as he was. Whatever. Oh well, we didn't need we didn't need people like them. And anyway. then from there, we just started hanging out a lot, going to the mall a lot together, and shopping a lot. Um, yeah, now we've been best friends for like six years. Yeah. So this podcast is going to be that's... over an hour long, you guys. Should we keep going? We, we can okay. keep going. Let's see. Now, what other stories that involve both of us that we can talk about? Hold on. Let's, um, let's, okay, yeah, let's just keep going. And then if I have to split it into, like, two episodes, we can do that. But when it hits the two-hour mark, I'm calling it. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see what other, what we other them? Things did we tell them about um, I'm trying to think crap I had something in mind and I totally blanked you remember how you brought up George oh Leo? yeah okay you tell your side of George because I've already told mine okay so okay that was another another weird that was another weird time in my life about George. So 2011. Let's see. It was, it was 2011. Yes. So this is how I met George. So this, and it was actually right, right at the time of the, our county fair, because our county fair usually runs in the middle of summer, which is in like in July. Um, and it usually, well, it runs for 10 days. And so, well, so this is where this whole thing started. So my sister was with me actually when, when I met George, um, basically she, she and I had went to the, we had wanted to go to the fair and, and this was before we even discovered that they do, do like free entries on Sundays. And so we didn't really think to go on Sunday. We just decided we're going to go on a and then evening, you know, when it's cooler, obviously, and that's usually when the larger crowds are, because not only it's cooler, but then there's like more, you know, more shows and like more entertainment, basically, than during the day. So, oh, and then one of my good friends from high school, Brandon, also was there. He also happened to join us and, and such. And actually, I think he was the one that had initiated the hangout. Because he had asked me, are you going to the fair? And I had told him, 
I we may go and he said oh you guys should go on a Wednesday and I asked him why and he said oh because my because that's the day I'm gonna go and he said and my brother he said depending on how my brother feels he and his girlfriend may go um and yeah yeah well now his brother's married but his brother with his current wife is now well he He asked me, told me, yeah, my brother may, may be there with his girlfriend. <clears throat> so we had, we all had met up and excluding the, but my sister Brandon and I, we all had, with the three of us had went and we went and walked around and basically just kind of walked and talked and chilled and did the, the, the usual. Well, then at some point, Brandon got a, got a phone call from his brother and his brother had told him, you know, hey, be ready in 20, in 15 minutes because I have, I need to go pick you up like right now. So Brandon was confused and was like, what, what's going on? And his brother told him, well, something just happened in the family. Like I have to come pick you up though. And due to, due to confidentiality, um, I cannot say what happened, but his brother ended up picking him up anyway, and so it was basically just my sister and I left alone, and Brandon had felt bad at that point for, you know, for leaving us, and we told him, no, you're, it's not that you're leaving us, it's like you have to go for a reason, and I mean, this is something we can't hold against you, so after Brandon left, it was just my sister and I, and by that point, I think we had been at the fair for probably almost about an hour and a half, two hours maybe, and mom had asked us, you know, if you, if you want me to pick you up now, like, you need to text me so then, so then I know when to go, like, to leave here and stuff, because I don't want to have to be dealing with all that fair traffic, you know, especially when I'm going towards the front gates. So I texted mom by that point, okay, we're ready. And then that's when she had texted me back. Okay, um, give me give me actually like 30 or 40 minutes because I have to go, I have to do something else at home and then I have to go run an errand for, for well, she had to go run an errand for my grandfather. And then she said, then I'll be on the way to pick you guys up, but just be by the front gate. You know, when I text you, I'm leaving. So, so my sister and I, so I told my sister, hey, we have about 30 or 40 minutes to kill at least, so let's just walk around some more. So we walked around, and, um, and I think I did ride a couple rides at least, and I did run into some people from high school there. Um, since my county fair is like not, not, I don't want to say super smallish, but it's small enough to where you'll probably run into some people like if they're there at least once or at least twice. Um, so I had, we had ran into some people from high school, said hi to them, um, and then just kind of continued our way. And then all of a sudden, from the corner of my eye, I see my ex, I see my ex Garrett's, um, my ex Garrett's friends, two, two of his close, one of, or two of his friends at least, um, which happened to be Daniel and Daniel and, and Skyler. I was like, huh? Uh-huh. Those two look familiar. 
So I told my, I nudged my sister and said, hey, like there's Daniel and, and, and Sky. And my sister goes, where? And so I pointed in the direction and she, and she, and I said, let's go say hi to them. And now keep in mind, you know, I was on good terms with these two at this point. So I went over and I said, hey, Daniel, what's up? And he turned around and he goes, oh, hey, he's like, I remember you. And so he had asked me, like, what was I up to? Um, what happened between Garrett and I and, and all this other stuff? And and I told him, well, I honestly rather not get into that right now. But, you know, I was just coming to see, say hi and what's up. Well, well, not only those two were hanging out with each other, um, they also had a third friend, uh, they had a third person in tow, which was George. And so Daniel then said, hey, George, come get over, come over here. I want to, I want to introduce you to, to a friend of mine. So George came over and he, he's, so he and I met, so Daniel basically introduced us to each other. And it's funny because George didn't really talk to me much that evening. I mean, he said very few words to me. Which again, that's not very that's not very unusual. Um, so we decided, okay, now, like, what are we gonna do next? Like, are we gonna walk around some more, or are we getting tired of walking and just want to sit down and chill for a minute and and talk? So, so my sister and I, oh, so that so that you know the arena, Shelby, where um. Where they have like the monster trucks and stuff at Food Max Arena in the fairgrounds. Yep. So we had went in there because they had well they had it all open like anybody could go in there and sit in there because they didn't really have any they didn't have any more. Okay, so do you want me to restart my story or continue? No, where I left off? You went to the arena and then that's when it disconnected in the arena. Oh. Um, just to speed things along, this is getting kind of long. You're in the arena. You guys were talking. So we're, socializing. so we're just talking. And and then, we, so then, so after we hung out, we were in there for probably about like 20 minutes or so. And then that's when mom had texted, texted my sister and I, you know, um, go ahead and start walking to the front gate because I'm on my way. So we go, and then that's when George and I exchange numbers after, because I told George, oh, hey, you know, I have to go, because my mom's on her way to pick us up, and he just said, okay, and so we exchanged numbers and said bye to them and told George, you know, it was a pleasure meeting you kind of thing, like, like, hopefully we can talk again or whatever, so that's how George and I met. Well, then... Should I go on to tell my my part of the story, or let me tell? Yeah, tell tell how he showed up to your house. Tell that part, oh, and boy. um, I'll tell okay. that part, and then you can tell what how you watched it all go down. Okay, so so here's my version of the day that he came to my house to try to pick me up. Is so. That- he and I the day he came to hang out with <laughs> doesn't it just get real doesn't it just get all better so he he had so we had been texting and I think we probably talked on the phone for at least at least one on one or two occasions but for the most part we were texting 
Well, finally, at one point, he had asked me if I, he invited me basically to go to his house and chill with him. So I had told him, well, you know, I really don't feel comfortable with that because I really honestly would rather get to know you. And I, I mean, I try to say it in the kindest way possible, you know, without hurting his feelings or having him, you know, pissed off at me for whatever reason. Sandra, you wasted on my gas. How am I going to get to the NASCAR races? <laughs> he just... Sorry, he, I, I started you, okay? Guys? <laughs> if you knew him, you would understand. Exactly. If you only knew his character. Oof. He about set me off that day. And my mother, too. In which I'll get, I'll get into this part. So Look, Sandra. Look, look, listen, Sandra. Oh yeah, yeah. She'll she'll pass on her mucus to you. She will definitely pass. She would be more than willing to pass her mucus on so she can get better faster. (laughs) The the reason I'm saying that is the day he showed up at her house, he literally texted her, um, asking if she wanted to hang out. She said no, or she said yes, and then he said okay. Then he came down there to get her. Um, but she thought like he meant let's meet somewhere and hang out, but he showed up to her house and was like, we're going to go to my house. And she was just like, what the fuck? What she just said she was like, no. And then like tried to insist on coming in, even though her mom and her grandma and grandpa were all sick and tired and all that shit. And nobody wanted to meet him. And he kept like insisting that she leave with him, even though they all said no. And she said no. And then he got mad at her and said that she wasted his time and his gas. And she's like, I did not. You're the one who chose to came out, come out here. Which he, it, it, it was his own fault. He wasted his own time and his own gas because he is the one that chose to come to your house, even though you never asked him to. And did it. Well, he, he kept insisting. Yeah. And, and he, and like, in a way he was like trying to pressure to, and I kept telling him repeatedly I, I, it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't want to go to your house. It's just, I want to get to know you better. And I rather that we hang out in a public place first or multiple public places before I even think about that thing, that kind of thing. And he just didn't seem too satisfied with my answer. So of course he tried to guilt, he tried to like guilt trip me in, by that point. And finally, I just broke down and gave in. Not well, not so much gave in, but I told him something like, "Well, fuck off already, dude! To, you manipulated son of a bitch. Fuck yeah. off!" Like, like if you want to come and try to meet my, and he wanted to meet my mom so bad because he thought that his that my ticket of going, his way of, he thought that my ticket to going to his house would be, be if your mom meet my mother tell you to go to his house. Pretty much, yeah, and he he tried doing so and my mother mind you was sick with the flu she was cleaning the house at the same time and she this is, just okay. was irritated here's what, in general here's and- what now that i'm a mom if i heard that shit going down whether i had the flu or not i'd go out the front door and kick his fucking ass because you don't try that like nobody should try that manipulation shit on somebody else if you're trying to start a relationship with someone or you're trying even just trying to be friends with someone you don't need to be fucking manipulative about it if they don't want to be your friend, move on. Find someone who does. But don't exactly. be a fucking manipulative, lying-ass hoe. Just don't. It's exactly. And that's exactly what he was trying to do. 
And, and I guarantee mother... you, he sat there and claimed that he was a virgin up and down, swore up and down to God and back that he was a virgin. Guarantee you, he wasn't. Bet you anything, he would have tried to sleep with one of us. And if he would have slept with one of us, he would have never spoken to us again. Guarantee you. Because that's the type of shit that happens with guys. Like exactly. Him. Anyways. But and it, yeah. And it's funny he and, and it's funny he never he never said anything about being a virgin or not. Oh that to I me. remember. He did to me, but anyways. So anyway, this so, will will come to my part of the story. Which explains he wanted to meet in series, which is kind of like the meeting point between Modesto and Turlock, which is where kind of by where Sandra lives. Which is explains why he wanted to meet in series is because he was already fucking there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, my parents were on vacation. I kind of already told the story, but I'll get a little more deep in it. We met on the yearbook. Um, it's now called Meet Me. It's kind of a dating site. And he basically started talking to me. And he seemed nice and normal over text. And then he just was like, hey, let's meet up. So I was just like, and my awkward ass thought he said meet at Walmart. But no, he meant meet at the Starbucks across the street from Walmart. But my awkward ass went to Walmart and then had to call him and be like, hey, you're not at Walmart. Yeah. And Starbucks. (laughs) Okay. Um, but then there, it was that night we sat and talked and honestly, like, not maybe at the end and just been like, you're my, like, cause he could hold a conversation. Not like he was dumb. He wasn't, I mean, he was, but he, um, he had a job and was like being a society, productive ish member of society. Um, so I probably, if he wouldn't have pulled all that manipulative, weird bullshit, and was a creep, I probably could have been friends with him. And probably would have been friends with him. But he was super fucking weird. So at the end of the night, we're getting ready to leave. And he's walking me to my car because he asked me, do you want me to walk you to your car? Because I had left my car at Walmart and literally walked across the street to Starbucks. So he walked me to my car. Um, then when we got to my car, he basically hugged me and was like, oh, like something, something. I don't even remember exactly what he said, but he's like, oh, it's so nice to know. Like I have a girlfriend now, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, bro. Like when did that happen? Like I never agreed to that shit. Anyways. Um, yeah. So we go home and literally, literally I'm not even out of the Walmart parking lot and he's already fucking texting, probably texting and driving, which by the way is illegal in California, which is where we live. Um, but yeah, and I get home and I have like hella texts from him and he was like getting irritated that I wasn't responding. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking driving. Like I have to drive back to a whole different city. I had to drive back almost all the way to Riverbank, which is almost two cities away, just so you know. So it took me a while to get home. Um, anyways, I get there. I respond and I'm like, dude, I need to go to sleep. I totally thought, you know, I could kind of, that, after that, I totally was down to just ghost him, but he like would not stop calling and texting me all day the next day, even though I kept telling him I'm not going to be able to call, answer the phone calls and I might barely be able to respond to texts because I'm at fucking work. I have a job. I work at an amusement park at the time. And I was just like, dude, I have a job. I'm at work. I can't constantly text you. And then he, and then that night we met up again, um, again at Starbucks and just kind of hung out. And that's where he asked me to go on a quote-unquote date with him. 
um, like a dinner date, which I'd never been on like an actual real date. So I was just like, yes, let's go on a dinner date because I've never done that. Um, and if, like, yes, like maybe being somebody's girlfriend wouldn't be that bad. Like, so I get dressed up. No, no joke. I literally got dressed up only for him to take me to fucking Denny's, you guys. Fucking Denny's. Oh, oh God. No, no, no. Tell me, dress, up, dress nicely, have my makeup and hair done. He showed up in fucking cargo shorts and a tank top and took me to fucking Denny's. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> like. What the hell? It gets worse. It gets worse. Oh my god, Nick doesn't, doesn't even dress in like his that. fucking cargo shorts for me. Like, come on. Come on, bro. <laughs> you're leaving me some beer. I know your parents fucking drink. I know your brother fucking drinks. Sneak me some damn beer or something. What else you got the cargo shorts for? Anyway, so we're at Denny's, and like I said, I had no interest in dating this guy. I had no interest in being his girlfriend. I had no interest in physical contact with him. I really don't like physical contact very much. Yet he kept trying to hold my hands. He kept trying to like rub my arms, like all this weird shit. He sat next to me, was like trying to rub my legs and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no, I want to eat. Like, I'm hungry. I was at work all day long. I'm hungry, bro. Let me fucking eat. So at this point, I'm uncomfortable. Oh, which this will play into the story later. I just want to say Denny's used to make bomb ass fucking breakfast burritos, which is what I ordered. It had like bacon and avocado and all the shit in there. And it was so good. So keep in mind burritos. This will come into the story later. Keep in mind. It's important. Okay. So I'm eating my burrito. And then afterwards I had another friend who lived just over the border from series in Modesto. And I had him drive me there because I was super uncomfortable. And I knew at her house, I could at least get drunk. And because, you know, when I'm uncomfortable, what else is there to do but drink? Because then it doesn't matter if I'm uncomfortable because I'm drunk. Okay. So anyways, we get there. And this is where the creeper shit gets even worse. Listen, I'm in the bathroom. Because, you know, when you drink, you got to fucking pee a lot. So I'm in the bathroom trying, just trying to fucking pee. I had only had two beers, so I wasn't that drunk. And he comes to the door and is trying to get me to take off my panties. And then when I come out to give him my panties. Ew. And I'm like, okay, first off, I've only known you for like three days. And we, this is our first actual date. Like, no, no, no. And then I kept, like, he kept, he kept on and kept on about it. And I finally, like, like, I'm at this point, by the way, I'm rolling, like, five beers deep now. Pretty upset because he won't leave me alone. Pretty uncomfortable. And I think I finally just said out loud for him to just fucking leave me. I think I yelled at him, like, I'm not going to give you my fucking panties or something like that. And so Lauren, because that's what I always call her and all this stuff, lived with her ex-boyfriend and his parents. And her mother-in-law came over looked at him and basically was like telling him that he's she's drunk too by the way way drunker than I was and it's telling him that he's like a rapist or or this is how rapes start and all this other kind of shit and that he needed to fucking leave because her house is a safe fucking house so he needed to fucking leave and she kicked his ass out and then he tried to get me to leave with him and she basically went up to him and back to her house and she works tomorrow and then she was like 
I will fucking drive her. Like, you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, basically one drunk-ass bitch coming to the rescue of another drunk-ass bitch. (laughs) So yeah, then the night wears on me getting even more wasted as the night wears on. Um, I think at one point I did call him, like, drunk call him and, like, try to talk to him. But I was so drunk, I don't think I made any sense. And I don't think he answered. Um, If he did, he probably, like, hung up the phone. (laughs) But in most likely, Sandra, you know me when I'm wasted. When I'm wasted, like, I will fucking fight a bitch. So that's probably why I was calling him is to fucking fight him or some shit. I don't know. But probably. Anyways, um, so time goes on. We hang out a couple more times, go on a couple more quote-unquote dates. And it gets to this day where he tells me our last, our big date is going to be me taking you to San Francisco. And he explained it as we're going to go to Alcatraz, which is something in my life that I still haven't done to this day, but it's something that I've always, always, always wanted to do. I've just been fascinated by Alcatraz my entire life. I don't understand why, um, but I always want to do that. And he made it seem like we're going to go there tour Alcatraz and like spend the day on Alcatraz and I'm just like fuck yes like now I can't break up with you because I was going to break up with him but I'm like now I can't fucking break up with you because you're taking me somewhere that I always wanted to go so hold up get this first off he brings his two friends you know the two friends that Sandra talked about that when she met him they were with him those two she bring he brings those two which I thought was super awkward because I'm like if this is a date why are you bringing them it's, unless they're going on the on the Alcatraz tour with us, which he informed me that they were not, um, then why did you bring them? Super awkward. Like, I'm glad you did, but like super weird. Um, so we get there, we all kind of walk around for a couple hours and then me and him head to the boat that's supposed to take us to Alcatraz. We get on it and I see that it says Starlight Tours or some shit on it. No, we weren't going to Alcatraz. We were going on a boat tour or a cruise around the bay, like a 30-minute cruise around the bay where they basically went out, circled Alcatraz one time, circled the Golden Gate Bridge, and then went back. That's literally all it was. Yeah, so that was, I mean, it was fun. I, I liked going to San Francisco, and I brought hella money because I had been saving for a while because I had been wanting to go on a trip like that. Um, so I had a bunch of extra money socked away somewhere that I was just, that I brought with me to buy hella shit which, by the way, he only, basically the only thing he asked for me to do is chip in for gas, which I did. Um, but when I wanted to, like, buy souvenirs and do other shit, he would not let me. He would not let me buy my own food. Um, he bought me a pair of tights. He bought me a piggy bank. He bought me a coffee mug and then a couple other little piddly things. Um, and most of it was stuff that I did not ask him to buy. It was a hand of coffee mug, which I don't have anymore. A shot glass. The tights I'm going to buy with my own money because obviously, you know, clothing. <laughs> but he wouldn't let me do that. And he wouldn't let me pay for my own food. And I even offered to pay for his food because he was paying for everything else. And he would not let because it was a quote unquote date. So, uh, yeah. And then on the way home, we got in and out. Again, important to the story. Remember this. On the way home, we got in and out. So then the next day is the day I decide, you know, that was so anticlimactic and very much a letdown. 
and I feel it kind of if I were to continue dating quote-unquote dating him and letting him grow on me because that was the excuse I was giving myself like I just need to let him grow on me like I can make myself like him which by the way if you just if you don't already like someone you can't make yourself like someone you can't force yourself like to like someone so don't bother trying um yeah so I decided it's not possible I decided, you know, I just need to break up with him. And I talked over with my grandma a lot for like a few hours, actually, of like, should I just break up with him? Like, what should I do? And my grandma basically told me what I just told you guys. You're not going to be able to force yourself to like him. He's not going to grow on you. If you don't like him, you don't like him. Do the right thing and just break up with him. Don't just stay with him because he takes you places like that's not okay. So I was just like, all right, let's do this. So we meet back at Starbucks. And literally, guys, I was so nice about it. I was so nice about it. I basically told him, like, look, dude. And like I said in the beginning, I could have been friends with him. He was smart-ish, could hold a conversation, was a productive-ish member of society. I had no problems, like, legit having a friendship with him. I would have had no problems with that. And I even told him that. I said, look, I just don't have feelings for you in that way. But I wouldn't mind being friends with you. So can we just go to being just friends? Like... I really like with you and he freaked out crying begging me please don't do this please don't do this you don't know what you're doing to me please don't do this and sobbing in the middle of freaking in the middle of a busy ass Starbucks it was like, oh my I god so awkward like and then I drove right over to Glorin's house so I can get drunk because I was so humiliated anyways on the way over to Glorin's house him and his friend both started not only blowing up my phone but blowing up my Facebook with all these things at first of um why did you dump him like blah 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 can you please just come back can you please just think about it blah 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 like all this stuff and then when I finally just said no I just don't have feelings for you can you just leave me alone they went off like there was name calling cursing everything under the sun like claiming that I was a whore that I only was using him which I kind of was but um or that I was with someone else and that's why I didn't want to be with him and all this other shit and um I was just like what the fuck so finally I had to tell him like you guys need to leave me alone or I'm gonna call the fucking police like do not call my phone do not get on my Facebook do not do not even look my way I will call the fucking police and now your side because you were watching all of this go down on Facebook so I will let you tell it from your side. So, so one day I went on Facebook and I had, and I started, so I had a, a yeah, I had, no, either I had Greg on Don't Facebook. Don't the burrito or, in, in and out because it's really important. The burrito. So either I had him on Facebook or I, or he had this post on public something. Oh, yeah, your so your friend Lauren, your well, your ex best friend Lauren had had post. I had seen her or com- start commenting on his wall, and she wrote all this whole funny stuff about how about how there was a burrito and, and oh yeah, and something I about can tell you what and, she said because I remember because I told her what to say. Basically, we're saying all the shit to me, and basically Lauren said, you know, you had her dress up to take her for a nice date, and all you did was take her to buy a fucking burrito and and um all this other stuff and he she's like 
just because someone doesn't have feelings for you doesn't mean they don't want to be friends with you and you're being totally like blah 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 and like all this other shit but basically the burrito part was that like you wasted her time making her get dressed up and shit when all you did was buy her a burrito cake go and so from there so then then daniel steps in and starts defending george and he's basically saying like you know that it that it wasn't that he that he did all these things for for you and that it was literally and something that it wasn't like at san francisco and the the tickets that he got to go on tour his dad won them from the fucking radio he didn't buy them he didn't see see how see how see how blown out of proportion that whole part was though and daniel tried to make it like oh yeah george did everything for oh Shelby. by the way he did half all these of his gas to get there and back too yes he really <laughs> did everything <laughs> See, he they were so dramatic about it, there and no and it was just funny because, and then his and then George, and then George's golden comment that made that made me laugh. The golden comment of that post was we, that yeah, that there was no burrito involved, involved and and that you should stop lying. He was basically telling Lauren to stop lying about the burrito. Which, because there was no burrito because, involved. Like I said, Denny's made bomb ass breakfast burritos with bomb ass breakfast burritos with avocado and a whole bunch of other shit in it. And that's what I ordered at Denny's in the quote unquote real date that he took me on. Which I just want to say too, back then I was like so full of myself. Any date is a real date, even if it's just sitting in your house eating fucking spaghetti in your underwear and watching NASCAR together. It's a real fucking date. If you're together, it's a date. Okay, if you're together and you love each other, it's a fucking date. Exactly. But I just think it was so funny that that he made me get dressed up and do all the shit for a quote-unquote real date. That was his words. His words was a real date, and then he just took me to Denny's in his fucking cargo shorts and tank top. (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I just find that quite humorous. Some people I missed out, but I, I told them the last time I told the story, which I think was in the first episode of the podcast. If you guys want to go back and listen, because I'm not going to go over that part since I already said it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's times like these that I think back in the day, me and you, even though we didn't know each other, should have been, had our own fucking reality show. We should do that. We should make a scripted reality show and just like re, re, reenact all this shit for like... I think we could do better than the Kardashians. We, Shit. Because from what I've heard, Kardashians might be on their way out. Nobody's going to care about them in 10 years. But where will we be? Probably middle-aged housewives reenacting teenage drama for YouTube drama. Yeah. Exactly. We should just do that. Start filming our lives for YouTube and make it like a fake reality show. That would be so funny. We should do it. That would be funny. Oh my god. That'll, that'll totally be off the hook, though. I would, I would subdue it. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if the Kardashians die out in, in at least 10 years from now, because it's happening Honestly, every... it's getting to where more and more of them are getting reality shows, but it's not the ones that people want to watch, and the ones that people do want to watch are, like, trying to leave the reality show. Just saying. 
Yeah, it, it'll die out eventually. I mean, not like they haven't already made trillions and billions and millions of dollars to live off of for the rest of their lives, but you know. Oh, yeah. Team Chris Humphreys. Hashtag Team Humphreys. Okay. Okay, enough of my goal. Getting actually pretty long. Thank you, Sandra, for coming on my show, even though I know you'll probably be back eventually. Yes, thank you for inviting me to be on this podcast because I really enjoy talking about um, common people from our my own perspective. Yeah. Six years of friendship, hashtag six years, hashtag happy anniversary, bitch. Ooh, hashtag happy anniversary, bitch. All right. Six years. Okay. All righty. Well, everybody have a good night and stay safe. And- Wash your hands. And we will be back. Yes, yes, and stay six feet apart. Yes. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. All right, my beautiful small beans. This got way longer than the other ones, but I think when I have a guest, it's just going to go like with the flow and as long as we need it to be. Um, but yeah, that was my very best friend in the world and it was so fun filming or filming with her, recording with her, duh. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed her as much as I did. I hope you enjoyed all our early twenties drama because we had a lot, apparently a lot more than I realized. Anyways, my little beautiful small beans, like I always say, if we ever cross paths, I will buy you tacos and touch your butts. I will see you guys later.